Good morning. I've got the fucking disgusting now on screen when it's not supposed to be there. But hey, how you doing? Welcome into twitch.tv forward slash ice cream uploads. My name is Graham D. And I am joined by the man that we call Bibi. I'll read Bib. Good after Mark. No, no, we are definitely in the 10 a.m. realm. Yeah, it's 10.39. Uh, so when JMK tried to, to run the uh, exclamation mark time using chatbot first thing this morning, I didn't even have chatbot running. So then I had to go and run chatbot. And by the time I did that, it was still only 10.33. So absolute mm. 10 a.m.-ish times. Hey, how you doing? Welcome in to uh, twitch.tv forward slash I've got to adjust my camera because it's leaning slightly. You know <laughs> what? There's a slight lean there. I don't know if you guys can see it. I can see it on the camera. I'm going to leave it because... Fuck that shit while it's live. Hey, how you doing? Welcome in. If you don't know who we are, as mentioned, my name is Graham. This is Baby. We are Ice Cream Uploads in a true ice creamy fashion. This is the Scoop, the UK's number one video game podcast. If we do say so ourselves, we are live on twitch.tv forward slash ice cream uploads where we go live each and every single weekday at 10 a.m. Ish. Literally. Today, literally 10 a.m. ish. Boom. Confirmed. Skadoosh. Um, if you are watching this on Twitch, hey, how you doing? Please do feel free to get involved. As JMK has already, has Plum Rico, uh, as, as, has, as, okay, there's H's in there. They're going in the wrong place. You just have to go with it, right? And as, has, as, has uh, Tito as well, who's got in. Who, this new streamer? Exactly, it feels like it, feels like it. Speaking of new streamers, um... I did say, if you uh, we are live on Twitch, and if you're watching this, please do feel free to get involved. There's a couple of reasons for that, because we are going to bring you the biggest, the best, the breaking stories in the world of video games, and our thoughts and impressions. We want to hear your thoughts and impressions, and then your thoughts and impressions on our thoughts and impressions. That's kind of how the whole thing works, and it's important that you do that. Uh, not just because the live stream is turned into a podcast, a video on YouTube, and an audio podcast on iTunes, and Spotify, and Amazon Music, and Google Play, lots of places where over 200,000 people have watched and listened to this podcast on demand, <gasps> but also because... Bibby is, even though it looks pretty similar, I'll jump over to the big bit. Skadoosh. Even though it looks pretty similar, you'll notice Bibby's got a new microphone. Yes, I have. We Bibby. sure have. Sure have. Oy. So Bibby is using here uh, one of the sure SM7Bs that we have uh, in the studio. We've got a bunch of those in there now. So we are running XLR audio in the studio. Um, I'm still using my Elgato Wave 3 mic at home. Um, but... When you go from USB audio to XLR audio, XLR is the daddy, but it's it's not quite as easy because you've been you've you've been tailored to using little digital knobs and little twists and and little VSTs that you can just plug in proper easy and so on to, to tweak stuff. Um, not as easy to do that with XLR audio. Then offsetting my audio levels versus Bibby's audio levels from two different locations mm -hmm. and stuff, just not quite. It's not quite as easy as it has been because we're not used to it yet. So if anything's wrong, like say if I'm, I mean, I'm always louder than Bibby anyway because I've got a gob um, until Bibby starts laughing, then he's got a gob. <laughs> but uh, yeah, if the audio levels are jarringly off, please do feel free to let us know because that stuff's, that stuff's useful. If, if the audio is extremely off, we were doing some testing before we went live um, and it seemed to be okay. Uh, I had to boost Bibby up quite a bit. Um, and then all of a sudden my audio was lowered again. So I had to boost yeah. me back up a bit. So hopefully, hopefully we found a good level where it sits yeah. nice. When we're speaking, obviously when I'm presenting, when I'm giving you the spiel, I go loud like that. And that's obviously not, not my normal voice. But the stuff when I'm talking halfway through sentences and stuff versus when Bibi's talking halfway through sentences, if there is a big difference, then do let us know. And I'll have to drop mine down rather than boost Bibi yeah. up. Uh, so merry go round. Yeah, 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 yeah. Scoop me, daddy. Uh, touch it, baby. T touch the mic, says Spidge. Touch it, bring it, babe. Nice. Um, 
That is a lovely shirt, babe, says Tito. You handsome, bespectacled bastard. Mm-hmm. I checked the weather this morning, and at least for the next 10 or 11 days in Manchester, the sun is going to be out. It's over 18 degrees for the next 10, 11 days. So I'll be working my way through this fine selection of shirts. Uh, if anyone didn't see it, I'm just, just killing WhatsApp because it just made a blink noise and Slack can get out of here as well. Get out. Get out. Um, if anyone hasn't seen it, Bibby did post a picture just before, uh, just before format of what shirt is going to wear. The full collection of yep. fashion atrocities is now back out of uh, the cupboard or wherever he keeps yeah. them. The crypt. That's what we'll call them. <laughs> Absolutely. I mean... Guess to summer, you've got to have something nice and bright and stuff. Like when it's winter, all my clothes are like blue and black and grey and stuff like that. However, when it gets to summertime, Graham, summer, it's not summertime summer, sadness. Summertime. It's summertime party time, and we get all the pastel colours out. I've got a load of pink ones. I was going to wear the pink one today. I thought, no, I'll save that for a special occasion next week. Well, two weeks yesterday. Um, I am on a cruise. Well, I'm off to New York and then going on a cruise. And one of the nights on the cruise is a Caribbean night. So I need like basically like Hawaiian shirt kind of stuff. Um, I, and I would I, let you lend any of mine. However, they will be three sizes too big. I think I think I think I'm okay. I think I'll think I'll pass. Are you sure? <laughs> yeah. But I um. So we did a trip to Primani on the weekend. Uh, and yeah, they were they were crap. Like, don't get me wrong. I mean, it's only something that I was gonna use and throw away. But you don't want something that looks tragic. They were either like they mm-hmm. didn't, they weren't even trying to be uh, Hawaiian shirts. It was like, oh, I want to make a Hawaiian shirt, but um, yeah, I don't really, I'm not really confident with it. So it was like, well, what's the point? I want, I want something that looks proper over the top. And then I, I wanted something that was nice colors as well. So the ones that I did find were all like vibrant orange and stuff which yeah. like, i want i want i want blues and purples and some leaves and stuff thrown in there i basically want i want the icu double trouble artwork mm-hmm. from back in the day with palm trees and the so, i want that but so i saw some really cool ones online as well there was like there's a, there's a website called results or something um rs and it's like an a v lts rather than a u um and they do like brand crossovers so they've got a happy gilmore one where yeah. it's like it's, it's loads of grass and stuff and there's a guy bending a golf club in half like just dotted around so you don't really notice it and then there's a jurassic park one that's loads of palm trees but then just a velociraptor eye like the clever girl but it's really cool but they're like fucking 70 quid each so i was like never mind <laughs> don't yeah, want that, that thank you one of my favorite ones i got when i went on my honeymoon in jamaica and it is an absolute atrocity of a shirt it's that it's basically ICU colours, but it's like it's in patches. So like there'll be a big square here where it'll have like a sunset and it'll say Jamaica running through with a load of palm trees. But then it's that copy and pasted all around the shirt. There's like there's it's not just like one big different artwork. It's the same artwork just copy and pasted. The material is horrendous. It's way too big for me. But as soon as I saw it in the I, I don't want to say club shop because it's probably it's not a club shop it's just a shop that they have on site as soon as i saw it i was like 100 percent confirmed i am getting that so i might even bring that bad boy out for the the jelly summer party or something i want to see it I want to see it sun's out bums out says gacked uh steve mm-hmm. gerard gerard i mean genuinely like we were talking about the other day easily one of the best third placed midfielders in the conversation of three midfielders confirmed yeah, absolutely. I'm glad we agreed as well. Every single one of us, me, Bibi, and Gact, all agreed that that <laughs> is better than Lampard, is better than Gerard. Um, we well, we all agreed actually. It was Paul Scholes, 
um, Frank Lampard, Tom Cleverley, Sneaker <laughs> that's, that's what we all agreed. I wrote that in, in Gax's chat the other night. I'm not sure he saw it. He was playing RP. So, yeah. uh, Michael Carrick is a much better midfielder than Steven Gerrard ever was. Yeah, better distribution, more league yeah. titles. Vision. Yeah. yeah, like so stats, facts, trophies, all. Michael Carrick is greater than Steven Gerrard, facts. Um, uh, oh, hello. Sorry, it's Gax. This is my new username. Oh, no. I know. I realized when, when I was like, who the fuck is Jose Garop, and then I clicked on it and realized it was uh, Josie Gora RP, and but it still had your GAC logo on your account, so I was like, ah, okay, so that was like not last night, night before, or whenever it was, and I was sat chilling out, so yeah, I know, I know. Uh, good morning, Spud and Graham, says Kenneth. <laughs> Spud's a lucky hey, man. <laughs> yeah. uh, when you get in an RP, Kenny Cobra, PUBG for life. Do you know what? I do some RP, I just my PC is, is a strong enough PC for gaming on a console and it's a strong enough PC fucking for hell, playing size of this moth fucking hell size of this moth it's a strong enough PC for playing I'm going to jump in the split screen actually <laughs> strong enough PC for playing uh, games at a decent level but but pretty low but RP would just mm -hmm. it would just explode trying to trying to jump into a discord uh, Uncle Pap oh oh yo <laughs> Welcome into Elf He. Yeah, doing RP, would love it, love it. I, I mean, if you've ever seen me and Bibby doing Master league stuff, we, we like mm -hmm. to get into character. So RP is definitely something that we would we would resonate yep. with. Um, fun Confirmed. fact, I've probably mentioned this a billion, a billion times recently, but we, we were going to launch our own RP server because we do web design stuff and hosting as part of our work uh, off stream. We were going to host our own server, but but we didn't. We didn't. It was too effort in the end. People were already doing it. This was back before 5M and stuff had kicked off. And what's the other one? No Pixel. Uh, before yeah. they'd properly kicked on, we were looking at doing it about, about, must be about four, five years ago now, close yeah. to. Uh, I, like that. Yeah, about four years ago. Uh, but yeah, we didn't in the end. But we, I'd love to, but it's just effort. Sure, getting it all set up. I wouldn't want to do it for the content without doing it for the content. I wouldn't want to do mm -hmm. it and not make content out of it. Um, because I'd enjoy it, but it's just too too much of an opportunity missed. So I'm using my, my spare time for life and my content time for content, whereas that yeah. would be effectively my spare time for, for content that's not content because I won't be streaming it. So, yeah, yeah. Um, I've lost my mouse. There it is. Uh, mm -hmm. I hate you both unfollowed. All right, settle down. Thank God. Get him out of there. Sheesh. I mean, I was about to start. I mean, we've got Tom Cleverley. I was about to throw in Darren Gibson as well. Evans. <laughs> finest. God. Big Dazza. <laughs> uh, good morning 12 good morning lads I'm knackered man what's happening in the world of video games well we actually have a few things to talk about mm -hmm. funnily enough being the uh, number one video game podcast uh, we have to tell you about there we go I couldn't get it I couldn't, couldn't get it up then but I managed to sort it right out boys <laughs> uh, The Witch 3 has now sold 50 million copies uh, which is almost as many shirts uh, Bibby has with flowers and patterns on like that. Nice. Uh, 50 million copies. The Witcher has just uh, smashed another milestone as well. We'll jump through that in a second. After that, we'll start talking about Microsoft's appeal against the UK Activision deal. Um, the appeal has been scheduled 
for July. So if if you're wondering, if you've not seen that story, you've thought, you know, it's been a couple of weeks since I've heard Ice Cream Plus talk about the Activision Blizzard deal. I, I, want, I want the latest. Well, we got you the latest on that. Plus a story that people were talking about in our Discord. Ministers seek to understand more about video games. Bully had a really good comment in the Discord last night, and it's like, don't let them understand more because they'll realize that we enjoy it and then we're all fucked. <laughs> yeah. Um, CD Projekt is not for sale. Do you know what? I'm going to move that one up the order, actually, because it follows the other one. So CD Projekt is not for sale, says the CEO, uh, after rumors that Sony are out to buy it. And then there is a new Silent Hill game. Well, there's quite a few coming. We spoke about these last year, I think it was. Um, and a new trailer has been released for one of them, so we're going to have a talk about that. Only so much we can say, full disclosure, we do work with Konami, um, so we won't say much more than what's mm -hmm. in the article, but we'll, we'll bring you the information that is within that. Um, for now, though, Mr. Bib, CD Projekt, yeah. specifically The Witcher, yeah, mm -hmm. you know. Uh, yes, yes. Uh, I'm going to be brutally honest, Graham. I have, I have never finished The Witcher three. Um, I did actually. Wow. I, I missed the. F yeah, I know. Uh, I missed the first it. two Witcher games. Um, but I did actually go back and start the first. I think me and you had a conversation about it about two years ago because it was on GOG for about ninety nine p. So I picked it up. And obviously, it's a completely different game than what you'd expect from uh, The Witcher 3. But uh, I've got a lot of things to be able to say on, on this Witcher news. So I'll wait until we finish through the article. Yeah, I've not started it. I did buy it when it was reduced on PlayStation ahead of it getting its like HD upgrades yeah. for PS5 or whatever. Cost me like three quid. I was like, shh, shh. <laughs> Threw the money at it and then I've never seen it since. <laughs> yeah. But well, anyway. Like well, every other of the 999 games that are in your library. I don't know what you mean. Opening up the story as we continue. <laughs> Chris Cullion at VGC has this story. It says The Witcher 3 has now sold 50 million copies. The combined Witcher series has also passed the 75 million milestone. Sheesh. So The Witcher 3 Wild Hunt has now sold more than 50 million copies, according to publisher CD Projekt. At a quarter one 2023 earnings conference on Monday, CD Projekt president and CEO Adam Kaczynski opened his presentation by acknowledging the milestone. Quote, before talking about Q1, I would like to share with you some good news, Kaczynski said. I'm very proud to say that The Witcher 3 Wild Hunt hit 50 million copies sold. This, according to public data, ranks The Witcher 3 among the 10 best-selling video games of all time. Kaczynski also noted the entire Witcher trilogy combined has now passed 75 million copies sold. This clearly shows the strength of the franchise, and we are excited, uh, looking forward to our next projects within the Witcher universe, he said. As Kaczynski pointed out, the news, uh, the news means that The Witcher is now the ninth best-selling video game of all time, ahead of Pokemon Red, Blue, and Yellow which has sold 47.5 million copies. That's actually massive. Um, and mm -hmm. behind Red Dead Redemption 2 with 53 million copies sold. The best-selling game of all time remains to be Minecraft with 238 million copies. So we'll leave it there. We don't need to go through the last bits. So The Witcher 3 has now sold 50-plus million copies. It has sold more than the original Pokemon Red, Blue, and Yellow games. Is that an achievement or is that an achievement? Thoughts, babe? Yeah, I mean... I genuinely don't think if anyone was to have a bet, if there was to go, if there was to do a Back to the Future of Martin McFly and you end up getting the book and you're seeing uh, what the results are in the future, I don't think anybody had this in their big uh, I think card. you mean the uh, Grey's Sports Almanac. There, there go. we go. Yeah. Uh, I don't think anybody had this uh, on there. I mean, the, the Witcher is obviously hugely successful, hugely popular, which then obviously ended up spanning 
um, the the Netflix series as well. But I don't know what came first. I don't know whether or not it was the books or the video game, and then the game it then inspired the books. I'm not too sure. However, whichever way that them two came about, obviously then it inspired the Netflix series. So you've kind of got a triple threat here of different ways that people can be in the Witcher universe. I didn't see 50 million coming. I didn't think that. Uh, including the first two games which obviously then totaled 25 million for the 50 million for the for the third one to come along uh to be able to prop that up to 75 no not in a million years i never would have thought it'd sell, sell pokemon i thought pokemon is an institution at this point um regardless of which game which generation you are pokemon is everywhere yet the original ones are sold 47.52 million like it's ridiculous it's like frosty, yeah. minecraft will never get caught the, the, I sub, sorry, I, sub, I didn't think sorry. Grand Theft Auto 5 would sell 180 million oh, units. That seems a ridiculous number. Yeah. It's spanned across three what different consoles or generations. Just because we've got some corn and things like that. So you, you've got corn. Oh, yeah. Shouting out over your, your input. I mean, to be fair, this is my corn. Thank you for the uh, for the seven months, boys. Sorry, very sorry. Uh, Tino says sorry too as well. Sorry, sorry, babe. What were you saying? <laughs> Bibby fuming with the timing of that. <laughs> so I'm just gonna go on strike here now. I never like the cord red boys anyway. Yeah, fuck, fuck those guys. Fuck those guys. Sorry to cut you off, babe. <laughs> Terrible. Terrible. Sorry. Um, but yeah, back to my point. Um, I did actually bring up the list of best-selling video games, and I saw Tetris there, and I thought, hold on a second. Don't want this pack-in game bullshit. So Wii Sports would have been out as well. And then you could put an argument about Mario Kart 8. I know it was a packaged game at some point, but it wasn't like Tetris where every single Game Boy that you bought contained a copy of Tetris. I, that should never be included. It's bullshit because not only that, no one's outright gone out and bought it. Yeah, but it was across generations of fucking... Like, like Tetris yeah. as a game has sold so much because it's not, oh, that one Tetris... Um, it's, it, it includes all sorts of color versions and stuff, which Mario Kart, like, well, like, like, like not Mario Kart. Let's say, let's say Mario on a Game Boy versus Mario on a Game Boy Advanced uh, SP kind of thing would be classed as two separate games. But Tetris, mm -hmm. they've just gone, no, we just called it Tetris because it's the same game. Yeah. No, no. Uh, nah. But Tetris is actually third on this, and it's not the packing game. The packing game is much further down uh, at 43 million, but 100 million units of Tetris. The mobile game have been have been bought, and I thought, hold on a second. If this is a fucking ninety nine p video game, it should it should be removed off this list so fast. However, did a little bit more research, Graham, and depending on when you bought this, when it first came out, it was nine ninety nine. When you bought it after I think twenty twelve, it was five pound. So people have still been buying this game. Um, I think it's been discontinued now. It's no longer available. So when it first came out, I think it was 2008. It first came out when people was uh, when the smartphones was starting to become a thing. Whether or not you was like having a BlackBerry Curve or something like that. Um, this is what it's in relation to, like the the iPod, uh, the iPod Touch versions, your iPhones and things like that. It was ten pound, and then when they started to figure out, hold on a second, we can start to put microtransactions within this game. If you bought it after a certain time, you'd have to pay five pound, and it'd just be full of ads. And then you could skip through them by paying the five pounds, so then not have ads, but there'd be microtransactions within it. So I'm going to give them a pass with this one because I thought they was trying to do 
like a, a little dupe here with, with it being 99p or something. But it's a significant amount of money for you to be able to buy to be able to play a Tetris game. So I'll let them off with that. Yeah, um, I mean, still, like a significant amount of money. It'll cost 70 quid to buy a new um, top-end title. So you, mm-hmm. you'll be you'll be 14 times the price of a five quid game, which is mm-hmm. which for me, I feel like you need caveats. You, if that's not saying that on the table, mobile game, 599 or whatever, then that, mm-hmm. if that's not being factored in, then that just makes the table weak to me uh, in that sort of sense. So like, well, this, this was going to lead me onto my next point based off of what you've just said. How much did you spend on the Witcher for uh, the Witcher three to be able to play the PlayStation Three version pounds? When it came yeah. Exactly. So they are they are counting this regardless of whether or not it's a god game that you could get for ninety nine p off an email because it was having a a massive summer sale uh, or something like that. All regardless of how much you ended up paying for this from a digital storefront or brand new from wherever. That's what they're including. So it doesn't matter if it's 99p. It doesn't matter whether it's 49.99 when it first came out. It doesn't matter if it's a a bargain bin at the side of games tills for five pounds. All of this is being counted. I I feel like, I mean, I I use the phrase caveats, plural. Um, So the price is one thing that needs to be factored Mm -hmm. in, but platform as well. Like, I feel like if you can't be comparing the number of uh, people that have paid to play football um, on a PlayStation versus the mm-hmm. number of people that have paid to play football at a five-a-side pitch across the world because that's two completely, yeah, that you've paid. One was cheaper and one was the other, but, but it was a completely different uh, mechanism of delivery. So I feel like putting mobile in, particularly mobile from 2012 and, and mm-hmm. previous alongside The Witcher 3 is a, is, is a huge disparity. It's a completely different style of game and it's a completely different mm-hmm. style of accessing it. Modern day mobile gaming, uh, like your COD mobiles and things like that, I mean, that starts to change the conversation then. The lines have been blurred, but I feel like that's where caveats need to be thrown in because I'm happy with having tes- te- uh, Tetris console in there Um but with caveats, the fact that, okay, this was sold over fucking 15 years and 17 different consoles, fine. Uh, but Tetris Mobile in there, once again, definitely needs caveats in there. So you could, because someone j- just saying, oh yeah, you know, it cost 99p on a mobile device uh, and, and psh, it was churn. Um, but that doesn't necessarily signal a good mm-hmm. quality game. It signals a game that's had a lot of churn. So yeah. uh, what about inflation for older games like... Uh, the C64 or Atari's? What do you mean about... Inf- inf- how do you mean? What about inflation for them? Uh, what, in terms of the price of what they are now? I mean, I'm not bothered about going into that sort of level. It's hmm. it's because, I mean, some of those are probably extreme now if you account for their uh, projecting yeah. their prices forward. Well, but- it's all relative, isn't it? We're talking about units, not prices sold the games for because 25 quid back in 2010, uh, 2000, uh, the year 2000 might be 45 quid now, but they're still... If there was to bring out this, regardless of what decade it is, they'd still have that many units of that game sold because the the times would move with the money, if that makes sense. Yeah, I mean it's 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 price versus platform, um, and and if if we're looking at like if you if you're just going off of straight numbers and that's all you're looking at, well then you're already you've already made the decision on what you want to see. If you're looking at how many video games have been sold, um, then then you've already made it your decision. You're not listening to the full picture. You know what you want to hear. 
Um, whereas I don't want to hear how many something are sold because if that's the case, mobile games are suddenly massively inflated in that chart just because uh, a number of downloads, number of installs, does that count? Does it have to be something that you pay, pay a penny or more for? Um, because, yeah, it can be crumbled a bajillion ways. But mm. if we if we leave them in there then, the Witcher 3 has still made it into the top 10, the ninth best-selling game of all time, and has now surpassed Pokemon uh, Red, Blue, and Yellow, which is which is mm-hmm. ridiculous for me. I remember being sat at the humble brag, uh, at the Golden Joysticks um, and seeing uh, a bunch of games being up for Game of the Year and The Witcher 3 winning it. Uh, sat in the room as they won that uh, award, and I'd never heard of The Witcher before Witcher 3. Because mm-hmm. obviously it's it, it, not in my circles, PC gaming more than anything really. But The Witcher Three obviously is what what took the franchise off and put it into the the mainstream. Um, obviously, Witcher fans will be like, "No, nah, mate, Witcher One and Two are already great." You never know. I mean, I don't care. I didn't know about it because I'm not in that stream. Mm-hmm. I'm in the mainstream when it comes to The Witcher. Um, so The Witcher Three put it in front of me. So seeing it win that, I was like, "Oh, do you know what? It's nice to see something different win." Now here we are. Fast forward eight years later seven years later, whatever it is, um, it's outsold Pokemon Red and Blue, which is fucking bizarre, which shows you a couple of things. One, it's an exceptional game, but two, they have done an exceptional exceptional job in terms of engaging that community and activating on that brand at the right times in the right way, using Netflix TV series, getting mm-hmm. Henry Cavill in there. Um, an iconic person in terms of movies and um, pop culture henry cavill superman big dc universe but also a massive gamer uh so getting mm-hmm. him in there to do that super nerd as well yeah, like, yeah. super nerd like, you seen that video of him talking about fucking 40k for yeah. uh warhammer that guy and then two two women are just like looking at them both for the fucking nerding off so great yeah for, for but perfect whether whether they got him because of his gaming stuff or not what it it was either expertly planned or a wonderful, happy coincidence. That sort of yeah. stuff has now played its part in projecting 50 million copies. And to jump back a little bit, uh, Pidge did say, but how many people uh, have completed The Witcher? I bet it's less than 1%. Fun fact, 24.5% completion rate on Steam. There you go. Uh, only on Steam. Obviously, it's a different uh, story probably when it comes to consoles. I don't know if it's if it's... Um, applicable to all, but on the Steam allows you to access that. 24.5% completion rate. So three quarters of people haven't completed that game that have played it on, on Steam, which is yeah. quite... quite. Yeah, it's a ridiculously long game, though. You could say that about Zelda. I mean, it's, uh, you can say it about world. a lot of games. You can say it about Metal Gear yeah. Solid 4. It's still, it's still an interesting fact, though. A game that sold 50 million copies and is a lot of people's best games of all time, only one in four people that play it have actually finished it. It's, 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 such, a, it's such a bizarre statement. Yeah. Um, I mean, I mean finishing, a, finishing a game nowadays, it's, it's, it's very, very open-ended because you, there's so much to do. Does, does completing it mean just main storyline? Does completing it mean side line. quests? Uh, yeah, does that not, include not side quests? No, no, it's main yeah. storyline. Right, okay. So I, I reckon if I went we went for like hundred percent completion, like boxing it mm-hmm. off, it'd probably drop down to the one percent or something like that. But yeah. but that's but that's the weird thing though. Like people have clearly enjoyed it and loved it enough. But the thing is, it's it's whatever, I don't know, an eighty hour game, whatever it mm-hmm. is. Um not everyone can sit and fight their way through a game for 80 hours. So it's understandable that not a lot of people have completed it. Um, 
there is a bajillion games out there that that have had that sort of thing. Uh, but it's just it's. I mean, that's a testament to how good it is. The fact that 50 million copies have been sold, but only 24.5% of people have completed the game, which, yeah. yeah. Do you know what? I mean, imagine, it, it, imagine how many copies it sold if they actually finished it. Fuck. <laughs> well, this also begs the question then, when people get to vote on their game of the year, do you have to have completed the game to have that as your game of the year? Or can you vote based off of your experiences with the game up until a point? So where's the cutoff? I don't feel you have to. I feel like you're opening yourself My up for... Hello, 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 City gonna get beat this weekend, lol up the Reds, actually. Diablo 4 is out, yee 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 Nice. We missed the tease at the end, but hello, 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 hello. City are going to get beat this weekend up the Reds, actually. Diablo 4 is out. Yeet! Is what Enix tried to say then, but we got e e e e e e e e So, Enix, thank you for the 34 months. Primer, thank you very much for that. I appreciate that very, very much. Um, but nice yeah, jump, jumping onto the comment, do you have to finish a game to vote it for your game of the year? For me, no. But this is this is the thing. You open yourself up for comments because people, people have their own opinions on what makes a game of the year or what can be judged or what should be judged and so on for me a game of the year is i will i will allow that it has to be a game that has to be released in that year not that you've played it because that's just opening a fucking whole can of worms there um <laughs> but if you've not finished it you've not finished it it is what it is um ideally it would be a game that you've played in completion so you can judge in the full package but you're not you're not you're not judging based on um, the complete game of the year. You're judging on your individual game of the year. And out of all of the games that you've played, even though I haven't finished it, this mm-hmm. is my game of the year. So I'm happy enough for people to do that. I would much, I would respect a more rounded opinion from someone that's got the full culmination of the arc because yeah. could Game of Thrones, you could be like, wow, last season. Um, which then that could tarnish whether it's your yeah. game of year. But if you've had that much enjoyment, the difference with the Game of Thrones is that's that's uh, an absent uh, experience. You are not engaging and partaking like you would in a video game. Um, so a video game, you will have like attachment to the characters and the stories and the things that you've done more than you do watching something on TV, just by proxy, because you are doing it. You aren't just spectating it. So the, you're probably less likely to get that level of drop-off um, or you will probably have something that will last with you for a while. I mean, you could you could argue that by saying actually, because you've been so connected to the earlier bits, the ending being shit is actually more of a drop. I mean, like I said, this is where things open up. So I would I would much prefer people to finish a full game if they're going to talk about it as their game of the year. But also, it's it's game of the year. It's what makes you personally feel mm-hmm. the best than any other game in that year. So I don't feel like you have to play it, uh, especially if it's an eighty to one hundred twenty hour game like The Witcher Three. Um, because I mean, I think that's tame for an app for an open world RPG. Genuinely, that is it. People spend more time playing Animal Crossing and Pokemon than that. Uh, you you playing PUBG will do eighty hours in a month, easy. Probably, I'd imagine so. Um, but that's but that's the thing though. That's me ticking multiple boxes in terms of social element, uh, content, mission ticking, and, and all the the rest. That is how I play that style of game um mm-hmm. 
So for something like The Witcher, I, I don't play that for that sort of thing. So that's eighty to a twenty, uh, eighty to one hundred twenty hours extra uh, for me, which which is perfectly fine. Um, it's it's it is tame for some people, but it's tame for people that have that as their main gaming arc. And if that isn't, if you aren't an RPG person by default, then mm-hmm. finding an extra eighty to one hundred twenty hours is quite. It's quite an ask, which is why it's only got a twenty four point five percent completion rate. But that mm-hmm. is also why I feel like you should be able to judge games based on um, if you've got a good understanding of the game. Ideally, if you're talking game of the year conversations, you're not finished it. You've spoiled it for yourself and found out how it ends and then so on. But but I feel like for something particularly something like that, you can't just go okay, play the game to, to its completion and then judge it. Because what you play one game of Battle Royale, that's it. You've won. You've completed it. You you know you can judge it now. Um, but that but that that thirty minutes of Battle Royale versus one hundred and twenty hours of of The Witcher, I'd, yeah, you don't have to yeah. have. There's no the different games. They're on similar consoles. They might have similar mechanics, but they're completely different experiences. So I yeah. don't. Yeah, I, I feel like boil it all down. The numbers are big, and they should be. Uh, the completion rate is quite quite small, and it should be, but all good. Or because, yeah, one size doesn't fit all in any narrative. Mm-hmm. So, GG's to the witch people. Let's go, CD Projekt. Uh, speaking of which, CD Projekt is not for sale, babe. Honestly. Really? Yeah. It was, it was intended on buying them. Well, uh, Shunal Doka at the Gaming Bolt has this article, which says CD Projekt is not for sale. This the CEO shooting down Sony acquisition rumors. So CD Projekt has shot down rumors of Sony acquiring the company, stating that the company wants to remain independent. I wonder if we're going to get one of those uh, articles that we had from Ubisoft, where Yves Guillemot says, we absolutely want to remain independent. And then five minutes later, it was like, no, no, not that we uh, we, we definitely aren't for sale. <laughs> we're not saying <laughs> yeah. that. We're just meaning like we'd like to remain independent. But mm. if someone came along with a big old wedge of cash, just say, <laughs> okay, we get what you're saying. Settle down. Anyway, in a recent investors call, CD Projekt CEO Adam Kaczynski has put to bed rumors of Sony potentially buying the company as reported by PC Gamer. Kaczynski stated in the Q&A section of its investors call that CD Projekt is not for sale and that the company wants to remain independent. Quote, nothing has changed, said Kaczynski. I can repeat what we've been saying throughout the year. CD Projekt is not for sale. We want to remain independent. We have, I believe, an excellent strategy. Not easy to execute for sure, but it's very exciting to follow our own path. Rumours of a potential acquisition of CD Projekt first popped up back in 2015. Since then, the company has seen quite a few rumours regarding it being acquired by a larger company, with the most recent one surrounding Sony looking to bolster its first-person single-player offerings. Because that's what Sony needs to add to its its platform first person single player offerings clearly yes <laughs> um well first person maybe anyway spotted by icon eraser unchained that uh, reputed destiny leaker liz what a name liz <laughs> indicated <laughs> that sony would announce a purchase of C- uh, cd project this weekend during its investors call the company also revealed that the witcher 3 wild hunt has been immensely successful having sold over 50 million copies we know we just talked about that keep up keep up so the game cd uh, with the witcher smashing it the witcher series smashing it cd project in general smashing it cyberpunk tragic but then smashed it especially with what was it was it night runners light runners or whatever fun runners uh <laughs> weird fun runners, runners. <laughs> i'm just throwing <laughs> words in now uh so they um the netflix series for um cyberpunk clearly smashed it cd project smashed it and as a result they're happy to say they are not for sale 
Is that a surprise? Is that what you'd pretty much expect, considering the fact that CD projects, in the time that we've been doing the scoop, I can't remember the exact year because they all blur into one now, um, became the biggest game publisher developer in Europe by overtaking Ubisoft uh, in the build-up to CD Projekt's release. So biggest game publisher developer in Europe. Is it a surprise that it's not for sale? I don't know. And this is this is kind of where I sit on the fence with, uh, with these kind of statements because they are clearly big enough to be able to not need any help from anyone. Usually mergers take place to either take IPs and be able to publish them as their own to be able to bring that team of clearly talented individuals to be able to make games under their umbrella to be able to market them as their games. Um, but Obviously, CD, CD Projekt don't need this. Arguably, we could have said three years ago when Cyberpunk was shitting itself and the world kind of went into meltdown because of all the pre-orders, how long it had been in the marketing space for, how the excitement was when this game was coming out, that they clearly needed help. And they've seen, seemingly have turned it around. Granted, it's still on my shelf and not been installed on my console yet. I am waiting for the perfect time to play it. It's probably never going to happen. Trying to find um, but copy, it's there, ready and waiting. Draw now. I was going to get my uh, <laughs> yeah. put something on top of it, so I'll leave it. <laughs> um, so yeah, arguably, arguably, I think they're doing fine on their own. They don't need anybody else's help. But until a massive, like you say, a truck, three truckloads of cash come backing up to their front door to be able to try and buy the IPs that they possess, including now a fifty million dollar front. Uh, sorry, seventy five. Uh, million units sold franchise I, I believe that they are absolutely fine they don't need anybody else's help the, the only playstation will want to buy them obviously to bring into their own marketing um campaigns the same reason why xbox want to buy bethesda i mean obviously they have ulterior motives as well as that the first party games over on xbox currently suck um and they need some what help trying to games? <laughs> well there we go um they've got fantastic ips over at xbox we need to always give this small little rounded caveat over top they have fantastic no, we ips we'll just, we just don't know what to do every with time them. we stick the boot in on someone now as a joke i think we just leave it so people think we're proper salty <laughs> bastards <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you see I, I want xbox to be super successful but they're shooting themselves in the foot constantly and it's it's completely understandable where they want to go out and buy as many ips as they can to try and sell their consoles because the ones that they currently have they don't know what to do with. Um, so it, I don't I, I don't know why anybody else would want to go buy CD Projekt apart from just to be able to take them off of the market. That's the only way I can see this being a beneficiary to PlayStation or to anybody else who wants to go in and buy them. Um, but yeah, it, it, it this doesn't make sense for CD Projekt to go, do you know what? Unless you give us a blank check for us to write down a particular number that we're thinking of, um, then it's, it's of no benefit to them at this moment in time. I can't see them needing the resources or the help or especially the money to try and sell whatever game it is that they're currently working on to be able to distribute out again. It makes yeah. no sense. No, I, I I feel like it's... If if there was ever a time they were going to get sold, it's when the share price was crashing um, three years ago, um, well, two and a half-ish years ago, when Cyberpunk came out. Um, and people were just bailing. PlayStation bailed on them. Xbox kind of bailed on them, but not to the same extent that PlayStation did. Um, their shareholders were suing them for uh, uh, not backing up promises and so on. If mm -hmm. they were ever going to be sold, it was going to be then, because things did look patchy. 
Ice Cream yeah, Uploads absolutely 100% said that we feel that they will turn it around. They did that with The Witcher. Arguably, not from as low a point and not from a, from <laughs> hitting such a low point from an expected high point either. The Witcher 3 was just... I was all right, yeah, there's bugs in it and stuff, and you got, you got, you got to grin and bear it and stick through it. And then eventually all of that went and you were just left with a beautiful story, whereas they yeah. expected Cyberpunk to be great, and then it wasn't, and then they've built it back up to a decent game. It's not as good as The Witcher, um, but if it had just stuck the landing it was going for, it would have been a, a massive success. Um, it ended up being a, a great success after the fact, after costing a shitload of money in fines and, and all sorts of refunds and so on. Um, but as mentioned, um, the Witcher TV series had another season. Um, the fucking cyberpunk free runners, fun runners, we'll go with fun runners now. I can't remember what it's called, don't know what it's called. Uh, but the cyberpunk series on Netflix did bits, um, and the game has done incredibly well. And we have mm -hmm. reported on it at least three times, going, Oh, do you know what? It's doing well. Oh, it's really good. It's now a great game on, on uh, Steam charts and so on, um, and concurrent players. So, in that sort of sense, smashing it now, that is effect it will always be there the cyberpunk stain will always be there it will always be a mention the next time they mm -hmm. release a game whether it's good this this game has launched to massive fanfare unlike cyberpunk which we can read yeah. our article here um or if the game's shit they've done it again just like they did with cyberpunk it will be there and it will stick around for a decade if not longer um but they're cracking on they have the next Witcher games already teased and announced. We've got logos, we've got names and so on. Can't remember off the top of my head exactly what it's called. Uh, something to do with Wolf, maybe? I don't can't remember. Um, but yeah, cracking on. So CD Projekt not being for sale does not surprise me. And also the fact that um, Bibi mentioned the Activision Blizzard deal um, um, and the Bethesda deal that came before that too. Bethesda pushed the price up to $11 billion. For a video games company, wow! And then sixty-nine billion for a video games company. No other company out there is really going nice. to get nice. No other video game company out there is going to be charged 60, uh, 69 billion to buy. But that's like Chelsea or United uh, having some whopper in the finance department, overpaying for a player, and then it pushes the price up for everyone else in the market. So uh, CD Projekt isn't to, to go to the conversation we're having with Gactail, you're on cd project yeah. is not your uh, lampard gerard or skulls yeah not tom cleverly either but a very high rated midfielder but suddenly they're asking for steven gerard costs prime steven gerard costs for it and it's like yeah so so that pushes the price up that makes it harder to buy something like cd project as well because playstation aren't going to pay stupid prices just to just to be acquired because everyone else has started acquiring as and they're acquiring and they've already got a full team of things and they've already got uh single player games on lock pretty much not all of them mm -hmm. but they've got a lot of them unlocked so yeah cd project is not for sale according to cd project and for me that is believable is that an all-time thing? No. The same thing, there's a quote that someone put to Edge Runners. There we go. Thank you, JMK. Not for fun runners, it is. Fun um, runners? Yeah. <laughs> uh, me that. All in like, it's a knockout in Flato suits and stuff like that. Let's go on What was I saying? Oh, yeah, there was a quote that someone put to Phil Spencer. Phil Spencer does not lie. And you could say the same for Jim Ryan, um, but this was mm -hmm. about Phil Spencer. Phil Spencer does not lie, but... What he says is only true when he says it. 
After mm-hmm. he said it, that might not be the case. We do not believe in exclusivity. Makes an exclusive game. We are not buying these Bethesda games to only release them on Xbox consoles. Only releases them on Xbox consoles. They're not lies. They are true. But what he says and what happens three months later are two different time periods. So so you are not getting open-ended um, statements with that sort of stuff. When you are talking to investors, it's a time-sensitive thing. And what they've said here is it's not for sale, i.e. they are not talking about it now. Could someone still come for them? Heavily, heavily, yes. Is it mm-hmm. is it going to happen? Probably not for me, um, at least not right now. But 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 yeah, we'll see. Cyberpunk Cool Runnings, there you go. <laughs> Feel the rhythm. Feel the rhyme. Uh, okay, we'll put a pin in that. So CD Projekt is not for sale, and neither is Activision Blizzard. Ish, 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 ish. Tom Ivan at VGC has this story. It says, Microsoft's appeal against the UK Activision deal block has been scheduled for July. So the UK's competition regulator had hoped the case would be heard at a later date. Uh, so Microsoft's appeal against the UK competition watchdog, uh, watchdog's decision to block its acquisition of Activision Blizzard will be heard in court in July. In April, the CMA, which is the Competition and Market Authority, said it was preventing the $69 billion deal <laughs> nice! due to concerns about its impact on the nascent cloud gaming market. Microsoft, which is challenging the decision on five grounds, officially lodged its appeal against the CMA's decision last week, and the case is set to be reviewed by the UK's competition appeal tribunal or a cat um during a case management conference on tuesday judge marcus smith scheduled hearings for the appeal for late july quote the hearing of the substance of this application will take place in the fortnight commencing july 24th so the weeks commencing 24th and 31st of july he said i'm not expecting it to take the whole of those 10 days but i would like the parties to err on the side of longer rather than shorter oral submissions that's what she said. It seems to me <laughs> that this uh, is an ex- an excess that we can afford. Uh, there is a tendency, and it's very much driven by the tribunal rather than the parties, to cut submissions to shorter than they perhaps ought to be. I want to do the reverse in this case. I want to have the parties understand that we will want to give them every opportunity to unpack the difficulties of this case in oral submissions, giggity, uh, and for us to have the time to do that, end quote. <laughs> While Microsoft told the judge it wanted the hearings to take place as soon as possible, the CMA had been pushing for a later date to give it more time to prepare its case. Quote, the CMA's decision is flawed for multiple reasons, including its overestimation of the role of cloud gaming uh, cloud streaming in the gaming market and our position in it, as well as its unwillingness to consider solutions that received overwhelming industry public support, Microsoft said in a statement last week. The controversial deal has been cleared in almost 40 countries, including the EU and most recently in South Korea. However, it's facing a legal challenge in the US where the Federal Trade Commission has sued Microsoft in a bid to block the acquisition over takeover concerns. Woo! Woo! So, 40 countries say yay. The UK and the US have both asked for Microsoft's proposed acquisition of Activision Blizzard uh, to be denied on concerns around cloud gaming and more. Um, But the court case goes down in July. It's going to be a pretty exciting couple of weeks, that. What do you reckon? Yeah, I mean, it feels like this is... It feels like it's never going to end at this moment in time, but... Yeah, hopefully when we get to July and we start to hear more stuff coming out about this, we're going to start to see the avenues in which we're going to be able to get some sort of direction down. But yeah, I'm a. I don't want to use the word excited, um, because I feel like that's very anti-gaming. But I'm very interested to see what kind of situation we're going to be in come July, because this 
we mentioned it a million times this is definitely going to shape the way that we play video games for the next 10 years or so yeah so i'm very interested to hear the outcome of this and just to see where we're at because there's going to be laws made around this regardless of what the outcome is there is going to be laws put in place um to maybe stop this from happening in the future to close any loopholes that people may have been able to find to try and get this over the line this is definitely going to shape the way our video game industry is uh and as i've mentioned numerous times just then it will definitely have some new laws put in place to have stop this from happening or just to safeguard the rest of these video game companies that want to be either consumed or want to bat them away yeah no i i, I completely agree i completely agree um do i feel like this will go ahead yes do i feel like it should go ahead probably yes um do i feel that anyone that hits it with a you know, just just let it go and shut up stop being stop being a mongy bitch is oversimplifying things definitely yes because i don't feel like you anyone anyone should underestimate how significant a deal this is and by just going mm-hmm. just just the uk cma refusing this is bullshit we're backwards is just oversimplifying the situation. You might, that's the same people that call for, as Lotus says a minute ago, Brexit, Brexit. Just, yeah. just Do you know what? People voted for it. Just get it done. It's that sort of shit for me. It's that sort of conversation. There is so many different nuances. Um, and there might be even a clear answer in either one. Um, but undermining how severe a situation it is and how many different things in there is. I, I feel like it should go ahead. I've, I've always said I feel like it should. I feel like it would probably get um, slowed down, but I feel like it will mm-hmm. always happen. Um, but don't underestimate how significant it is to have the, a video game company that had the number one and two most sold games in a calendar year um, owned by one platform that is definitely yeah. a serious serious risk and anyone that doesn't know that and anyone that absolutely believes yeah but xbox have said you know they'll they'll, they'll share and anyone that absolutely believes that mm-hmm. microsoft one of the mil- most malicious corporate evils that has ever existed based on their uh uh straight up bullying of smaller companies in history um and the fact that they will just do the right thing because it's for the gamers I mean, if you believe that, I would love to have what you've been sniffing because that's just, yeah. Yeah, it's uh, uh, everything that you think you can find now that has been said, I'd love for you to all write that down because that is the only way that you're going to be able to reference this back. There is no way that they're sticking to everything that they've said. We will definitely supply this game onto PlayStation and support it for the next 10 years. And no. PlayStation would do the same, the same thing. If if Jim Ryan Absolutely. was sat, yeah, if Jim Ryan was sat there going, yeah, we definitely. And it looks like the fingers are crossed. It's just the way that I sit when I'm talking, saying important things. Uh, mm. We definitely will share our stuff. Definitely, it's like yeah, of course you will, of course you will, of course you will. You will. No, we, we we know as soon as you're out of that courtroom and you don't have to anymore. We 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 initially planned to, like I said a minute ago, the Phil Spencer thing, which can easily be attributed to Jim Jim Ryan. It's true when they say it. But after they've said it, times have changed and it might not be true anymore. Um, so things are only true at the point of being said. Uh, do I feel like it would be silly for Xbox to cut uh, their ties with PlayStation and, and so on and force people over that way? Yeah, I absolutely do for the short term. But do do I think it can have tectonic shifts in the industry? Either 
in good ways or bad ways for both PlayStation and Xbox. Yes, it absolutely can. And that's the thing. People people just going, yeah, just let them get on with it. It's like, it's not that simple. It's not that simple. I do think it should happen, but I do feel there should be due diligence. So anyone that's have, uh, has issues with the CMA and the American judicial systems pointing out, uh, that could be bad. What's wrong with that? Take time to make sure mm-hmm. that these fucking mega conglomerates are not just going to exploit you. Um, before they full-on absolutely 100% exploit you because that's what they do. Uh, UK government, what a bunch of bastards. It's funny you say that, Tito, because in our next story, we'll talk about exactly that. Uh, you leave Uncle Bill alone, Xbox boss. <laughs> we have every intention to spy the games to PlayStation. Cough, cough. I have every intention to win the lottery. I have every intention <laughs> to not eat this mini dime bar that's just under my table there. And as... For, Whilst I'm on the air, I can swear that I will not ever eat this bar, uh, dime bar whilst I'm on the air. But when I'm off the air, that may change. We'll see. We'll see. <laughs> Come back to me as being off the air five seconds. Just chocolate smears all over my face. Goodbye, dime bar. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, yeah. It is, yeah. We, we get the idea. We get the idea. I think we're all pretty sound of mind in, in here in the fact that mega company wants to make mega money and buys mega franchise and definitely 100% will share it with its enemies is just not a story that you believe. Yeah, because th- th- there are nuances and there is ways that that cookie can be crumbled in different ways. Um, and we all know that. But enough about cookies. I'm hungry. Let's move on to what Tito said. UK government, what a bunch of bastards. Uh, which is quite funny because this article from BBC News says, Minis- uh, ministers seek to understand more about video games. Oh, no. Sam Francis at the BBC has this. This is a a political reporter, so we don't often jump straight into BBC. We might cover some, um, like, Stefan Powell or something, like their games Mm. correspondent, but this is actual actual news. Uh, So the government wants to find out more about the UK's booming video games industry, including whether its products harm users' mental health. Some of the world's best-selling games, including Grand Theft Auto and Football Manager, are made in the UK. Over half of the British adults, uh, over half of British adults play video games, and the industry is worth £2.8 billion to the UK economy. But the government says not enough research has been done on how it can benefit the wider economy. So this is it. How can we make the gamers benefit us? Uh, nice. Okay. It also wants research on how games can be used to improve learning skills. It's already been done tenfold. Just ask anyone that lectures in any form of video games, but there you go. Um, and promote positive relationships, perceptions, and behavior among gamers. Once again, visit any any uh, video game uh, professor at any university up and down the country, and they'll be able to tell you tons about this. Anyway, um, several studies have found that research in the psychological effects of playing video games has been hampered by a lack of data. And several haven't, but but there you go. Anyway, uh, this is la- uh, this lack of evidence was highlighted by a government study on loot boxes, in-game features, which allow players to purchase mystery boxes with real money or points accrued in a game last year. But, like, I'm, I'm really, I'm, I'm, I'm actually. The more I read this article, the more I'm getting angry because the government wants to uh, look at positive, uh, like research into positive relationships and stuff. Um, there is tons, tons of that. Then they talk about the lack of evidence was highlighted by a government study on loot boxes, which it then goes on to in- explain what a loot box is, but doesn't explain what the lack of evidence highlighted. It just says this lack of evidence was highlighted. Was it? Oh, okay. okay, we'll keep going. We'll keep going. A new guy named... Fucking hell, out- size of this moth. 
It's a big old moth there. Welcome in Yoda. Uh, a new guide aims to set out a legal framework that allows the gaming industry to hand over data harvested from video game players while avoiding breaching privacy laws. Uh, under the suggested uh, system, the gaming industry would use tools known as APIs to automatically create databases only accessible by researchers. Peacher, uh, that absolutely definitely <laughs> is not going to be exploited, is it, by the way? Uh, fucking Cambridge Analytica, here we go. Uh, Peter Etchells, professor of psychology and science communication at Bath Spy University, said the new video games research framework provides a much-needed set of standards to advance the scientific study of games in an ethical, progressive, and robust manner. My hope is that this will allow us to leverage the power of player data in order to answer meaningful questions about games can impact health and behaviour. Keep it in the universities. Just don't let the government get hold of it. Don't do it. No. <laughs> uh, the new framework has been developed by the Department for Culture, Media, and Sport in collaboration with academics and the games industry. The UK is the fifth largest video game market in the world, according to the Entertainment Retailer Association. Creative Industries Minister John Whittingdale said, Video games are a booming industry, employing thousands of people and contributing billions to our economy whilst bringing enjoyment to people in fun and challenging ways. Today's plans will encourage more research and study in this area so we can better support the opportunities of this highly innovative sector while also protecting players. British games companies can apply for video games tax relief if a company qualifies it can claim back 20% of its production costs during development it is estimated that 68% of games supported by the VGTR would not be made in the UK or at all without it hmm interesting interesting article I'm actually I'm actually I actually really dislike that article after reading through it it's very much so frosty yeah chappers morning shaggers good morning shaggers i am in shock <laughs> <laughs> if anyone doesn't know what that means i'm not going to tell you you have to join the discord it's one of those <laughs> you have to be there but i am in shock uh, are you still in shock um but yes ministers seek to understand more about video games apparently which is a title that that i initially had worried i had my back up about it initially i'm going to be honest but after reading it um I, I very very much so. It felt like the article was just saying the video games industry doesn't have any significant research. We don't. We've got loads of data that we don't know how to use, but the government can swoop in like a white knight to sort it out because they're also giving us video game tax relief. This absolutely sounds like a fluff piece for the government written by the BBC. God damn, the BBC supposed to be impartial, but there we go. Anyway, that's my thoughts. What are your thoughts, babe? Yeah, very similar. I mean, I always, I'm always. A bit skeptical with stuff like this because I always think that the government are thinking, okay, well, there's 2.8 billion dollars or pounds worth of money floating around there. How do we get a chunk of this? How can we monetize this ourselves? Um, so yeah, that's my always my skeptical look and outlook when it comes to stuff like this. But I mean, how many times have we over the last 50 years come across the uh, video games are hindering children's uh, ch uh, yeah children's development um clearly it's development it, it had an effect on mine because i can't fucking speak properly but, um <laughs> and the way that they go about their daily lives like is it interfering with their daily lives is it taking over their daily lives like it, the link between data the government uh i don't know parents and teachers whatever else will never end it'll never cease because they don't understand it People who want to understand it and understand what video gaming is as a medium of entertainment absolutely get it. There's no blurred lines in between there, but the people who don't see it as something completely alien and potentially dangerous, but it's just another form of entertainment. I, I, gen I genuinely can't put it any simpler. The people have gone to court and gone uh, and had to argue this case in front of people that genuinely have no idea what video games are so me 
bringing up these kind of points are it'll just it's irrelevant but ultimately it's just another form of entertainment like regardless of whether or not they they have the data to themselves to try and manipulate into whatever study that they want to pull together this stuff scares me because again they're pulling data together because they don't understand it and it will never be used for good it'll be used for malicious attacks 100 on a on a a set of uh, people who want to be able to just have that escapism people's entertainment regardless of i mean cinema's dying it's it's a crying shame but cinema is genuinely dying nowadays like the super mario uh, brothers movie was probably in the cinema for two weeks before it came to sky store I imagine more people have probably watched it there than they have in the cinema. I mean, I'd take that with a grain of salt, actually, because it's breaking all sorts of records uh, in terms of viewing numbers and uh, people going to the cinema to watch it. But in terms of cinema itself, it's a medium that's dying. People aren't buying CDs or albums anymore. There's a massive spike in people going out and buying vinyls, but the, it is a niche product nowadays. However, video games being able to be on your mobile phone, on your TV, there is apps on your TV that you can go in and download fucking nvidia geforce or the new amazon lunar app and things like that the way that we can shoot video games now is infinitely better than we have ever had it however the mediums around us are slowly dying like netflix don't put out as much as they used to because it costs too much to make the standard of tv dramas nowadays never used to it isn't as good as it was 10 years ago like but the video game market is thriving and they are making more money than all of these mediums put together so where can we be able to try and get data from? How can we try and take a piece of this pie? That is what I feel like the data of these type of reports are being used against us. I mean, it's... it's It gets me angry. But, like, talking about there isn't enough data around, so we need to basically get APIs from all the video games before we can make decisions. Um, this is the same government that said... Uh, or that that said, that effectively agreed with EA's statement that opening a pack on FIFA is the same as opening a Kinder Surprise toy, um, which it's not. It really isn't because a Kinder Surprise toy isn't part of your active culture. Uh, in terms of you go to a shop, you buy a Kinder Surprise toy. Oh, you eat some chocolate and you've got a toy. Ta-da, you keep your toy. Job's good. Um, uh, whereas when you do that in FIFA, that's like actively using the toy as part of your life. Kids that are playing, adults that are playing uh, FIFA and any other game that has a loot box mechanic are usually doing so in a digital platform that is part of their real life. And the thing is, like, so I clicked through to the article that they were talking about in there where they were saying there wasn't enough data to, to make decisions. Government says video game loot boxes will not be regulated. This is the same government. That is the energy that they're coming at this with. They won't regulate gambling in video games because they don't. They said it has some very strong similarities and correlations, but they're not going to regulate it because it's not gambling. If you can see there's very strong correlations and similarities then surely you should be worried about that. Instead, no, they were like, actually, no, it's more like a Kinder Surprise toy. But as the article says, um, loot boxes, it would be like there's a Kinder shop in your bedroom and you can buy as many as you want. But when you open them up, there's fireworks going off everywhere. And then this amazing toy is one that you can actually use in the game that you play with your friends. So it becomes part of your active daily life. It isn't a, a nice little... Uh, um endorphin hit it's not just mm -hmm. oh nice that was cool and then it's gone it's an endorphin hit but then actually fuels part of your relationships and your ongoing uh daily life this is the government that actively turned a blind eye to that sort of stuff but now goes ah we feel like there should be research into video games it has been done 
constantly for 15, 20 years at a very high level and longer uh, even before that. Um, so great. The white knights of the government are coming to swoop in and do research for us that's already been done. They're going to protect us from stuff that they could have already been protecting us from. Um, and get to fuck. Nah, it, it, yeah. it just feels like an absolute fluff piece. Whoever wrote this, uh, Sam Francis, the political report for the BBC News, just feels like they've absolutely 100% just jostled off the government here to make them sound like heroes and they're coming in to protect us from our dangerous video games because they could be bad for our mental health and they could be bad for mm -hmm. our wallets and, and so on. If, you, if, you, if you're looking now at how bad they are for the mental health of people, how come you happily pushed loot boxes through just just last year so yeah you're clearly not in it for us as bibby says mm -hmm. there's 2.8 billion pounds on the table and you're not getting enough of it so that's what the issue is for the government uh anyway let me jump back to the comments um uh I have every intention on oh, no, that bit. Uh, I don't understand the UK reason for blocking it because Sony haven't invested in cloud gaming as much as Microsoft um it <laughs> It's it, yeah, pretty much, pretty much. Microsoft has a danger of being in a monopolistic position, um, because of um, not Xbox, but because of Microsoft. Um, so what Microsoft has with its cloud gaming and its Azure network and all that sort of stuff gives them an an unfair advantage, which you stop. Governments are meant to stop um, brands from taking um, strategic moves to take over over full industries before it arrives that's it's mm -hmm. effectively what they're doing i don't believe there is enough evidence for that to be the case if i'm if i'm honest i believe there's, there's more um danger from that comes from the ip side of things rather than the technology side of things but but it's the government we're already talking about the fact yeah. they don't fucking know what they're on about mm -hmm. uh, i'm sure i've had a few people's mental health when i headshot them exactly enzo god damn it <laughs> the white paper they did on that they totally ignored 100 percent uh i 100 don't want the government looking into anything i do they don't look at shit <laughs> to make it better they look at it to regulate it and why do they look at it to regulate it? because they can probably earn money off it if they did it in a different way so yeah um, they don't even do that, Enzo. They highlighted serious concerns with loot boxes, then said they trusted games uh, co uh, companies to regulate themselves. Exactly. Exactly. Um, I'll go back to the article. What did it say? Um, the UK government has decided that video game loot boxes will not be regulated under betting laws, despite it finding a link between them and gambling harms. So it knows it's betting, and it knows that it is gambling, and it knows that there is links between harm and video games, but still allowed it to go ahead. Yes, mm -hmm. these are the people we want looking at video games for our, our benefit going forward. Nice. Uh, Ian Schock, uh, no longer Schocked, to be fair, just enjoying the content flying about from the day top end. Nice. <laughs> GG's again. Nice. Uh, ministers don't understand the price of bread. Get them uh, to fuck out of something that interests me understand, uh, completely. I don't understand what the government's objective is. Cha-ching. That's the objective. Maybe he's looking <laughs> yeah. fly as fuck in the new up-to-date studio look. Graham, just about the same level of fly, but Tommy Bahama ties it all together for me. I mean, understandable. <laughs> I, I literally have. This is a pajama top underneath my hoodie, by the way, and I have pajama pants on because it's it's working for one Wednesday. I'm just chilling the mm -hmm. fuck out. Um, Mogze, how's tricks? Good morning. I heard you was a little bit worse for wear last Friday. Was that, was that the case? Did you When did you stop chundering? Did you, did you chunder? Mm -hmm. Good to see you, dude. Um... I want them to look into loose women and see the bullshit that TV like that feeds housewives and how much it affects their mental health. 
no, they ain't going to do that because they're not going to earn any money from that, though, are they? Uh, good mm-hmm. after. Wait a minute. You started near 10. What is this shit? How's it? I know. I know, right? I know. Uh, whoa, whoa, whoa. Back the fuck off, loose women, Enzo. Too far. <laughs> if the government can make uh, money from it, uh, they don't care. No, if they can't make money. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, wow. Christine Lampard is the only one worth watching. I bet you have the hots for Colleen Nolan. Keto does. Probably a research company owned by a Tory party, don't it? Absolutely. Uh, if I trust the government to do the right thing, yeah, 100%. I know you've cracked on uh, to Janet Street Party, you know, we all know it. <laughs> mm-hmm. But this current crop are a bunch of snook, which is a backward word that is called C star 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 S. It's funny because I thought it was cons, but there you go. <laughs> uh, uh, nice, nice, nice. Okay, so the government says it's interested in knowing more about video games. It seeks to understand video games, is what it's uh, actually saying. It wants to understand more about video games. And why is that? Is that, what do you guys think? Is that because the government cares about you and wants you to be healthy? Or is that because the go- the government understands that video games are worth a shed load of cash and they want, as Tito says in the chat, a piece of the pie? Mm-hmm. I'm not going to wait for your responses. I'm going to assume we all agree t- Tito's <laughs> piece of pie. Nice, nice. I agreed, agreed, agreed. Fuck off. Get out of it. We don't want you in here. You're ruining everything anyway. You didn't know about video games, so fuck off. Right. Uh, demonetizing YouTube. Yeah, it's fine. I mean, the not point, not one pence that we'd have got from this video is gone. Sorry, Bib. Sorry, Bib. You'll have to work oh. for another week before you get Damn it, Meg. one pence again. Um, okay, we'll move ahead. One final story. Um, this one we haven't read through, but we'll probably just be top line because, obviously, as we mentioned before, full disclosure, we do work with Konami on all of their releases, including Silent Hill. Uh, so we'll just go through Chris Scullion's opinion. So we will share opinion. We won't say if it's true or anything like that. It's all true. All of it. Now we want, So yeah, yeah, yeah. Take it with a pinch uh, from us. Chris Scullion at VGC says, a new Silent Hill Ascension trailer has been released. The interactive streaming series is due out later this year. So a new trailer has been released for the upcoming interactive streaming series Silent Hill Ascension. The trailer gives more detail on Ascension's visual style and sheds some light on its story. Rather than a conventional game, Ascension is a live streaming interactive series which, according to studio Genvid Entertainment, uses, quote, a real-time interactive system that enables millions of people to help characters survive and change those characters' fates, end quote. The trailer can be viewed below. Um, According to a new summary provided alongside the trailer, Silent Hill Ascension is, quote, a GenVid interactive streaming series that features multiple main characters around the world as they confront horrors unleashed in their communities, end quote. The series story will be, quote, an exploration of intergenerational trauma, uh, which includes an extensive ensemble of intricately developed new characters, monsters, and locations in the Silent Hill universe. The series will start later in 2023 and will feature... Uh, quote, daily uh, daily can't miss live story moments where each day is different than the last based on audience actions. In a statement, GenVid Entertainment CEO Jacob Novak, uh, Navok even said, Silent Hill Ascension will captivate audiences with its immersive experience, spotlighting, uh, spotlighting stunning visuals and live community-driven moments, all while exploring psychological horror that has made Silent Hill series so beloved by fans worldwide. Ascension is one of a number of Silent Hill projects currently in development. Obviously, it'll, it'll then goes through all the other ones that are in development, which we have covered after the Silent Hill uh, showcase. Is that what it's called? Last year. Um, mm-hmm. So a change of pace. We know Silent Hill has a Silent Hill 2 remake coming. You know what to expect from that. There is a Silent Hill F and, and, and more. 
come in. But this is different, this one. This is Silent Hill Ascension, an interactive streaming series, uh, which gives us, I assume, episodic content with daily updates and people's engagements and uh, interactions with that will determine the story. Um, Obviously, we can't say much about Silent Hill, but the prospect of having an audience-led campaign uh obviously well i assume narratives will already be uh, be rewritten because that's logical um but then people will just choose which which narratives get actioned does that interest you what are your thoughts babe yes it does but we know when we let the public have a vote on anything that they tend to fuck it up greatly <laughs> so i feel like if the story is leading towards one thing just to be able to completely change it some people are going to vote for something else completely um, just to be able to get a different narrative. I don't know. This could be great. I'm not too sure. I don't, I don't know. I really don't know. But, I mean, we're getting more Silent Hill. That's all I'm asked about. Like, I fucking love Silent Hill. We're getting more of it. I'm, I, I mean, I, I'd love us... If this is going to have some sort of single-player experience as well, so I can enjoy it, that'll be even better. Um, but I'm definitely interested in taking part in this. Yeah. I... I am actually pretty excited about this. And, uh, obviously, take it with a pinch. It could be us just absolute corporate shilling because we are well in the cash and obviously things like that now nah, this is my opinion um I'm, I'm actually pretty excited for this because if this wasn't silent hill and this was any other game i would be saying the same thing this could be cool or it could be ah oh, that was it was a nice idea well, that's the thing. It's, it's the idea of it is pretty cool. Having something yeah. that is clearly a narrative, a story. And if you've watched the trailer, we won't play the trailer, um, but uh, do you know, I'll, I'll, I'll bring it on screen, actually, whilst, we, whilst we're talking away. Um, I'll keep it muted, though. So the trailer looks great. It's, it's got characters. It's got narrative. It's emotive. Um, and that is something that's a shared experience is a win for me. Um, it's a different thing, not just for Silent Hill, but for video games. Um, things have tried to do this over the years and never really fully succeeded. So this could be, I've used the word already once today, but tectonic in terms of its movements. It might not be. It might just be, oh, that was cool, and it's gone. Um, but the idea of someone doing something creative with, with any brand um, outside of its normal remit is, is cool. So... Yeah, yeah. Um, looking forward to it. I mean, it, 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 it. Like you mentioned there, we could just be corporate shilling it. Like, I, I have a history of playing these Silent Hill games on stream. Like, it's not as if this is a, a complete surprise to people that we're looking forward to a new Silent Hill game, right? Like, yeah. this isn't. It, this is, people shouldn't just be thinking, oh, they're just playing this because uh, obviously implied by can have it. Not genuinely. We're Silent Hill fans. Yeah, Very, I mean, the same experience that we got with the Metal Gear Solid stuff. That's recently been announced. Metal Gear Solid fans, like, <laughs> it's the reason why we got in the industry in the first place. And even without the brands specifically, like, Bibby <laughs> is uh, a fan of scary games. Give him some <laughs> horror. Um, I uh, am into content, clearly. We're, we're making a video game podcast here right now. Uh, I have a journalism degree, and one of the key things that I looked at in my journalism degree was media convergence, using different platforms together to try and... Uh, extend content and it just never really gets done like we've mm-hmm. had going back to us as jelly media now we've had clients come to us that were releasing books and wanted to do full media cross convergence campaigns where they go and and they have 
bus ads that are, are like physical geolocated things that have a specific thing. So it's, it's imagine like the Da Vinci Code. You have to be in a certain place at mm-hmm. a certain time because you found all these clues and stuff, and the clues are on a release. One's on a website, one's in a book, one's on a TV advert, one's in a newspaper magazine. Want to do all that sort of stuff, and they're always a bit crap. So you bring yeah. it back and do something that's a little bit more accessible, and you can have more success. Keep it simple, stupid, that sort of thing. <laughs> and um, this sounds like it could be that. So from that perspective, from a media convergence perspective, I'm pretty excited. Then we get the fact that it looks like a pretty cool design Silent Hill game. Okay, well, now that's fucking exciting as well. So, <laughs> so yeah. I mean, it might Graphically not be. It looks great as well. It might not be. But the good thing is it's coming out later in 2023. So we don't have that long to wait to find out whether yeah. it will be. And it says daily can't miss live story moments where each day is different than the last based on audience actions. That's the only thing where I'm thinking, okay, daily can't miss live story moments. What if you can miss? What if you going away for a week and you can't get access to it does that ruin your experience can you catch up is it so that's the only thing where i start from a from a media standpoint asking it but i don't know any of that i don't know any of those uh, bits which is the reason why i'm, I'm throwing those thoughts out because i don't know how that works at all all i know is from a content side i am pretty excited about this and from yeah. a workplace side you better all be excited about it because this means that me and Bibi <laughs> get massive pay rises and on all sorts of dividends and things so more yeah. shirts <laughs> Is it going to be like Bandersnatch when it says interactive? That Black Mirror playable Netflix special thing. Do you know what? That I was never... the first thing I thought of. I never that actually did and it until dawn. I never even no. until sorry, go on. So, so Bandersnatch. Mm-hmm. How does it work? Is it is it an actual game on Netflix kind of thing? Are you using your remote? So or... yes, oh, it's um, I did it on my PlayStation I think. Um, but I'm fairly certain if you have like a smart TV and you've got a remote, you can do it off that as well. But it's the one of the episodes of Black Mirror. It just has like a hundred different ways and avenues that you can go down. You get to a certain point, maybe like, I can't remember how long it is. Say say it's an hour and you get to the 50 minute mark and there might be like 10 different ways that you can conclude the story. You can go back to that 50 minute mark and just play out all eight endings if you want to. Um, but yeah, it just gives you a scenario. So like, I think Will Poulter was one of the actors that was in that particular episode um so like he'll say something to another character uh in the in the film and it'll just i, I don't know if it's still frames or the, it, the scene just holds until you move on to it so god knows how long they might have been standing there for like two or three minutes after the each thing so then you to be able to pick your thing but yeah they'll just have acted out like a hundred or 150 different scenarios and then there's a tree that you go down yes or no you move yes yes or no you move yes uh, yes or no yeah. you move no and it'll just keep on moving you down towards the end of the story should be back um chappers is uh chappers is coming in the chat is pretty cool so as it was just ending then i don't know if you guys caught it like I said, I did this about 15 years ago on YouTube, where uh, Chappers actually mentioned it in the chat as well. YouTube annotation. As you get to the end of it, you get two suggested videos, or four as it is now can be, but it'd be like option A or option B. So you choose which one and it'll take you forward. And someone had done all that sort of stuff. So it'd be absolute turgid for your algorithm these days. But back then, it was a cool mm-hmm. YouTube sort of thing. Um, anyway, we've got two boxes on the screen, me and Bib. So Chappers has put, I'm trying to click on one of the two boxes to advance the story, but I think the choose your own adventure <laughs> thing's broken. <laughs> Nice work. Um, so yeah, going back to that, like the YouTube thing, I did that, did that like 15 years ago. I thought it was pretty cool. And going back 10 years before that, when I was a kid, I remember there was something on, on Saturday night TV, maybe ITV, probably about eight o'clock at night. Um, 
and it was a similar sort of thing. It was like an audience phoning kind of you choose the story and it was like you're a, a racetrack and you see there is a bag on the floor. You look in the bag and there is £10,000 in the bag. Do you A, take the money or B, hand the money in? And then everyone in the Just audience has to, yeah, exactly. That's what they did. So then you go home and then all of a sudden the, uh, the police or fucking some, I can't remember, it might have been a, drug dealer or whatever comes knocking on your door or something or whatever uh do you a or b and it, it was one of those sort of things um and i was like oh, this is pretty cool i love the fact that it's on tv and i'm sat watching it and somewhere else in the world is sat watching it at the same time but they're influencing the story and i i wasn't because mm -hmm. i was about fucking 12 uh but i could in theory be influencing the story for them as well and that sort of stuff is just pretty cool uh so having that in a video game it is pretty exciting to me in terms of people collaborating uh, collaborating for a collaborative story nice but as bibby says people can't be trusted with good things <laughs> the internet cannot be trusted with good things and and uh, twitch plays pokemon is a great example of it being good and bad uh because one minute you'll go into a fight against the elite four and then the next minute you've just fucking geeted your pokemon or, or whatever you get the idea people mm. So cool. I'm interested to see how it goes, and I'm in I'm interested to see if there's any sort of like. I mean, this GenVid. I don't know anything about GenVid Interactive, but they offer a GenVid Interactive streaming service, uh, so mm -hmm. they clearly know what they're doing. So they must have some sort of safety nets in there to stop malicious behaviors. Um, or if it's just multiple choice A or B, and the act the actions are clearly defined and will give you a good story either way, there's not really a wrong answer. So mm -hmm. yeah, um, Goose uh, Goosebumps used to have books like that. You choose your story. You'd have to go to page seventy five for left page and page one forty five for right, and so on. Mm -hmm. So I think Chap has mentioned that as well above. Yeah, yeah, yeah. one of those like uh, Goosebumps adventure books. Yeah, I, I didn't even know that the Goosebumps did that. To be fair. Um, I love goosebumps as well. Yeah, same, same. Uh, whoa, sounds a bit democratic. The government were cracking down on that sort. Of, down with <laughs> this sort of thing. <laughs> uh, Take care now. <laughs> you know what? Um, we're going to wrap it up there. Silent Hill Ascension has a new trailer. It looks pretty cool. If you want to see the trailer, um, I'll give you the link to the article that is within. So we watched it within a Chris Scully and VGC article. Uh, so that is the full article there, but the trailer is embedded a bit further down. There is audio in it. It is cinematic. There's, there's, there's some nice narrative over the top. It actually looks quite good to me. Um, mm -hmm. I'm saying actually, like not like I'm surprised, but actually in terms of the fact that I, I'm, as mentioned, take it all with a pinch. I'm a corporate shill. We are being paid by Konami <laughs> to do things for them. So you can trust our opinions or not but it looks it looks pretty cool um from what is in there you be the judge for yourself though um elsewhere we spoke about the witcher 3 has now sold 50 million copies the witcher series has sold 75 million cd project is not for sale despite having games that are really really fashionable and expensive they they want to keep them uh call of duty still isn't for sale but it might be in july as the uk's um spat with microsoft will go back into courts in july so we'll keep you up to date with that when it does happen elsewhere ministers are looking to understand more about video games because they can rip you off because they are evil <laughs> and you are not might not have said that in the article but that's my my take from it and a new silent hill ascension, tra ascension trailer has been released that is your scoop for today appreciate everyone that did drop in uh, apologies for it dropping out at the very end especially to bib who's now got stitched five minutes of content onto the end of it <laughs> uh but is the way it is um for now though we are gonna disappear do stick around we are gonna drop a raid on one of our friends as we like to do just pass on a little bit of love um before that happens though 
I'm not going to go to Bib just yet. Reminder, I'm back tonight playing some PUBG. Um, we will be back from about half six, as we normally are, doing some chasing crates with mates. Uh, there is also a couple of things to remind you about. I didn't do this in the pre-show, so I'm saving it for now. But we have a PUBG clan. And if you've got PUBG and you want to bag yourself an Astro A10 headset or some in-game currency for PUBG, there is two prizes, 5K in-game currency and one headset. We're giving both away, um, but only one person can win one. So you can't win both. We can't get a, a beans clean sweep kind of thing. Eh? Yeah. But you have to join the clan and you have to be in it by 4 p.m. on Friday. So if you've got PUBG and you've not jumped in already, do, do feel free. I did see JMK's dropped in this morning as well. If anyone has the game and does want uh, to jump in just as a chance of winning some prizes, do feel free. Do feel free. Um, if you don't, don't. There is a high chance of winning compared to all your other follow and retweet mechanics because this is only people that are actually are actively in our clan in-game. So like, I tweeted yesterday, before a few people joined, it was like a 25% chance of winning. We had a one in four chance of winning. And then when someone won, then your chance goes up for the other one. So it's, uh, it's gone down a bit now. But in compared to other things, it's, it's quite a high chance of winning, which is cool because we know it's going to be people that we know, which is good. Mm -hmm. Um Elsewhere, if you're in the Discord and you want a copy of Bolt Gun for PC, which is a Warhammer 40k game, do feel free to check out the Loot Drop channel in there. There is a post that you have to uh, react with the Up the ICU emote. If you do that, you could win a copy of the game. If you don't do that, you can't, and we'll give that away tonight, so do feel free. But before all that happens, Mr. Bib, yes. is there what you'd like to add? Yes, well, I need to actually speak to you about it first, because Oof. I am not going to be here tomorrow on Friday, Oof. so are you going to be doing a scoop while I am away? Uh, good question. Tomorrow, no, because as we just found out, I have a meeting. Um, so tomorrow, no. Friday, potentially, we might we might do a, a dollop on Friday. Um, but yes, tomorrow, definitely no scoop. I will be in the in the studio, which obviously, um, there, there is. We've not <laughs> we've not used the studio to broadcast from the studio yet, so we're not going to do it tomorrow at all, plus all that means and stuff. So no scoop tomorrow, but potentially a dollop on Friday, but we'll have a stream tonight and a stream on Saturday. On okay, Sunday. perfect. So, yeah, yeah, I mean, I suppose the best way of being able to find out when our next episode of The Scoop is going live is obviously to follow us on all of our social media channels. If you're watching this in any of our on-demand services, go into the description below. All the links that you require will be listed there, but we could potentially have an episode of The Scoop on Friday, so if you want to help shape that show, there's two ways you can do so. First of all, as I just mentioned, find us on social media. It's at Ice Cream Loads across all major social media platforms. Or alternatively, get involved with our Discord. Yada, yada, yada. Description below will have all the links that you require. But all we need from you is a URL plus your thoughts and impressions. We will then give you our thoughts and impressions on the very next show, which will be a potentially on Friday. At what time, Mr. Graham Day? Absolutely 10 a.m. 100% 10 a.m.-ish. Confirmed! Ish-ish-ish-ish. Um, okay, I can see Mr. Spidge is alive. We've not, we're not dropped in on Spidge for a while, and he did drop in on, on us for a little bit of conversation alone, so we'll, we'll go say hi to Mr. Spiggy on. Uh, so do feel free to stick around for the raid, and we will see you back here 6.30pm-ish tonight for some bolt gun giveaways and stuff. As I said, make sure you jump in the clan. Um, all you need to do is, when you're on the main screen in PUBG, hold your, your button that takes you to the clan screen. It says it on the bottom corner. Um, mm -hmm. And then just search for ice cream uploads. Or ICU is the clan tag. There's a few ICUs in there, but there's only one ice cream uploads because, you know, that's how it works. But yeah, join it, and we will give some stuff away on Saturday. We'll, we'll draw it on <laughs> Friday, but we'll give it away on Saturday during the stream. Nice, nice, nice. But have yourselves a beautiful day. We appreciate you dropping in for the scoop. And until next time, what have they got to do, babe? Stay frosted!